Hey, this is Carrie from Wrap Your Head Around Silks. This is the Expecting Aerialist Podcast, now with the Digitin Network. How's it going, guys? Hope you're having an amazing week. Lots of stuff going on with Wrap Your Head Around Silks, including uh, Roll It Out, our live 60-minute virtual rolling class every week, twice a week, um, to deal with your muscles. So... Uh, if you want to join me and, and I'll see you in person, it'll be great. And also so much stuff, um, including aerial rehab. I have a full, like my entire curriculum on a course for beginner to intermediate students anywhere in the world. And then teacher training level one is coming back, uh, in 2024. So lots of stuff happening. Check it out there if you want to read more. Today we have Tracy Shibata. So Tracy is near and dear to my heart. I've known her since 2007 when I started Ariel. Uh, around then, I think. I'm not exactly sure. We did a show called Le Flow de Sens, choreographed and directed by Cathy Jean. And um, Tracy ended up being the dance captain. I was actually the uh, business partner and, and PR director of that show. And um, it was just a pivotal like show for all of us in that time. Rachel Bowman was in the show performing Silks and Hammock, and that's when me and Tracy met her. And that's when Tracy and I's aerial journey started. Tracy went in a different direction than I did. Um, she ended up doing a lot of dance and aerial on pop tours. And um, I got to know her then, and then since then, she's been on the road with people like Rihanna, Katy Perry, Kylie Minogue, and now, for a long time, Pink. She's currently on Pink's Summer Carnival Tour, which goes through spring of 2024. And I invited her on here specifically now because she has a toddler her husband is also on the tour as a physical therapist. She's a dance captain and a dancer, and they juggle traveling, performing, all of it with their toddler. Um, so it is like it's an it's an amazing thing that they're doing, and also very unique. So I'm so excited for you guys to meet Tracy. Let's get started, listeners. This is Tracy Shibata. The reason why I've asked her to come on in this particular moment of her life is because she is right in the middle. She's uh, on a break right now from Pink's, uh, what is the name of the tour? The Summer Carnival Tour. This, I thought it was Carnival, but the Summer Carnival Tour. And I have asked her here specifically because she has her kid with her on the tour, as well as her partner, right? Am I right? Yeah. And that work-life balance, man, I, I just want to get into that because it is hard enough when you're at home. So... Uh, the, when I texted Tracy, because of course, you know, like you just don't know if somebody's changed their phone number, right? So yeah. I, I, I was like, is this still Tracy? And then, <laughs> you know, my Apple messages was like, 2012 was the last time we texted. I can't believe it. I know. I so it, like it was like 10 years. 11 years 11 ago. 11 years ago is the last time we texted. Tracy, do you have a better memory than me? When did you join La Fleur de Sens? I mean, it was, so it was before that, and you guys were already in, like, your second year of Okay, that so iteration. I want to say that that was probably, like, 2008. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay, so 2008, she joined a show that I was already currently on, and we did it for, like, a year together, if not yeah. more than that. And yeah. then, and then the, you know, another part of her career started where she started touring and traveling, and then mine went in a different direction, but we're all still LA-based, and... And um, I have a lot of these relationships where it's like very dear, dear old friends, but you know, we're, you know, we're just busy. So, but, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And then it, we think we know each other, what's going on in each other's lives because of social media. But so, so Tracy, hello. Good morning. Hi. I'm so excited to catch up again. <laughs> okay, so how old is your kiddo? My kiddo turns two in three weeks. Oh, my, wait, what's the birthday? September 20th. Okay, so does that mean, what's the, what's the zodiac sign on me and your- He's a Virgo, and he's very much a Virgo. <laughs> yeah, get another paper. So she's part of this podcast because there ain't no other way to do it. So, okay, so- Wow, that is a really interesting interesting time because there's teething going on. Yep. I mean, it's an interesting time in general because this is the first time my husband and I are parenting. So I think no matter what stage she's in, it's new for us. Um, touring is not new. We, we met on this particular project with pink uh almost 11 years ago so since i spoke to you last on text my husband and i met on pink's truth about love tour in 2013 and then we were engaged for her last tour which was beautiful trauma in like 2018 2019 we got married now we have a baby and she asked us to come along again and bring the kid make it a family affair for this tour which is 223 Summer Carnival. So it's all things wild. But my husband and I's journey has started with Pink and we are continuing it through all these different milestone moments in our life. Um, he is her physical therapist and I am her dance captain and now it's a family affair. Yeah, and this is what I've heard about, about Pink because like I, you know, my friend Christian is new on the tour this year. Yeah. So it became very apparent, and then also uh, very apparent that it's such a family affair on this tour. And then also, um, you know, my friend dates Shannon, and you know, <clears throat> on retainer forever. When you know, when when you guys aren't on, and she's just like the most loyal artist I've ever heard of. So I've been touring. Oh my gosh, for the better part of fifteen years, probably, and. I've had the opportunity to be with a number of brilliant female artists um, from like Rihanna to Kylie, Pink, Katy Perry. It's It's been such a blessing. But Pink is the first one to make it about the people first, um, which is a really important quality that I didn't realize until you commit these two, three years of your yeah. life to yeah. eat job yeah so I found that like her tours are the ones that you never feel like work you never feel a lull in your spirit you just you feel like you're showing up for your passion um and I truly truly believe because it's because the entire team there makes it about the people first yeah and I, I think that's really um that that is not the norm in our yeah. industry it's really yeah. not, and you can, you know, and I think I can speak publicly about it because it's very public in the news, but like the Lizzo stuff, it's like, you know, where, where, you know, they, they have a brand of like non-bullying and actually the person turns out to be a huge bully and, and it seems like a dream, but a lot of tourists feel like I really love the idea of it and I want to be on it, but then you get on it and you just want to go home, you know, like you just want to kind of go home the whole time that happens. It, it has happened to me in the past. It, it, yeah. Not always, 
but yeah, not always. And, and I think it's, we also come from a world in the entertainment world. We are stringing together our careers for the most part, where we're jumping from job to job to job. So we've gotten used to sort of this transient feeling of moving through scenarios uh, kind of temporarily, like where nothing ever feels permanent. And a tour is the one of the few scenarios where you are committing to a project for a long period of time. So an artist spirit is just not always prepared for that either. Um, and I think so it becomes a combination of am I ready to commit to a long period of time and be away from home to how you're also treated to how, you know, it's just a combination. Like, what are you really ready for? Because there isn't any other thing in this career that sets you up for a long commitment of life. Yeah. Okay. So when you and your husband decided to have a baby, like, or, or maybe it wasn't a decision, you let me know, but like, did you think to yourself you were going to be able to tour or was it not really a question? Oh, I, I thought, no, I thought we, we were going to be saying goodbye to this life. So the last tour we did in 2018 and 2019 was beautiful trauma. And at the time my husband and I were engaged, I'm a little bit older. And I said, you know what, I, I have to make a decision because I do want another part of my life to happen. I would love a, of a kid. I would love a child. My husband and I would like to start a family. So I secretly sat on stage every single sound check and said goodbye to every venue because I thought there's no way this is going to be something that can continue once I have a kid who I didn't know if I was going to still dance. I didn't know um, if I was going to still be traveling as much as I do. So I wanted to take the time to consciously think the spaces that have given me a life that I could never have dreamed of. Um, so I, I consciously said farewell to the, the touring life in 2018 and 2019. Um, and we did plan to have a kid and start a family, but it also took a lot longer than we thought. Um, we, that was an, that was a journey in and of itself. And then when we finally did, we, again, we had no expectation, um, and, Alicia was the one who reached out to see if we were interested and we would be willing. Um, so when that opportunity presented itself. And Alicia is pink, by the way. Listeners. Sorry, yes, Alicia yeah. is pink. When the opportunity presented itself, we thought really long and hard because we also were looking at the developmental stage of of our son, who we call Quinn. It's his nickname. And um, we... We were like, okay, is this the right time? Is this something his little personality is set for? And after we met him and started to get to know him, he is an adventure baby. He thrives with ever-changing circumstances. He's super curious, doesn't really have a solid sleep schedule. He, instead, he sleeps the best when he is just on the move. Um he loves riding in airplanes and all forms of transportation. And we were like, you know what? This particular kid, it seems to align with this kind of lifestyle since we've both known it for so long. So we made this decision to just take the leap because it seemed to be working out with who he was or is. Um, so yeah, there was no expectation to continue touring. It, it just sort of aligned. Well, there was also that worldwide pandemic right in the middle there, right? Yeah. So like... I think that all of us were like, we didn't even know if Hollywood was ever going to come back. Honestly, like we, me and Asa bought a house somewhere else because we thought that. Yeah. Yeah. And 
we're gonna rent it and stuff but yeah yeah <laughs> you just I mean that was such a a moment of pause and reflection for all of us like okay what else can we do to share our art and our love and our passion in a very very different way and do we need to be in Los Angeles anymore yeah yeah so I, I started producing television from this very room from my guest room um, and we were making TV. I was working with a production company that we were making TV remotely and we were the first to do it. And it was just like a totally new venture for me to be behind the scenes and create. So. And how does, how does that stack up to the touring? Do you, is it, is it kind of like completely apples and oranges? Yeah, it's completely okay. apples and oranges. I mean, what's great about the pinks, pink team as that I have a leadership position with this particular group. I get to be the dance captain and uh, I get to essentially produce the things that the dancers do. So I have a relationship with management and with um, our production manager. And I am able to sort of practice that leadership role that I've built on these um, producing jobs. Uh, but they're just completely different. I still get to perform. My hours on tour are not 18 hours a day. <laughs> My it's just it's just a different beast. But I I really do love having my hand in all different cookie jars because at different parts of my life, I'm craving different things. And so the fact that I still get to perform right now is such a gift. And when I come home, I can do something else. And that's equal part, a gift and something super exciting for me. So, okay. Yeah. So, um, let's go to when you're, let's, I want to hear about the schedule because you and your husband. So I'm assuming your husband's out work hours are during the day with, with pink. And we actually all work at the same time. Really? Um, okay. Yes. So, our, our work day typically starts, it's on, it's always on a show day. Um, we get called to the lobby about one o'clock to leave for the venue. We get to the venue and my husband and I go in separate directions. So it's my role to start looking at the stage in this new space and figuring out, you know, if we need to make any adjustments for the show. And then I do all things show. It's my husband's responsibility to go set up a recovery and training room and get that prepared to be able to prepare everybody for the show. So we start working at exactly the same time. And that's where our nanny who travels with us on the road comes oh, in. Ah, got it. Okay. Yeah. So we have some support on the road. She, her name is Shana. She is one of the most brilliant sparkle unicorn humans I've ever met. And she is our third parent on work days. So she comes in um, and sort of takes over all things Quinn while we're at the venue. And this doesn't mean that they disappear. They are very much a staple in our day at work. We get Okay, to so at the venue, not at the hotel. Yep, at the venue. Okay. There are days that if we're back to back in a city, um, we'll say stay behind at the hotel explore the city, go to a museum, go to parks. If we're, you know, if we're going to be returning that night, but if we aren't returning that night, they come with us and we are all on the move together. 
So they spend time at the venue with us. Um, they oftentimes explore that space, which to a two-year-old or yeah. almost two. Yeah, it must be like a playground. A wonder. You know, we've been performing in baseball stadiums all over the U.S. this summer. And that is such a party for Glenn to explore. I mean, it's really cool for us as performers to see Fenway and Wrigley and be able to, you know, I've been there to see baseball games and to be able to put our stamp on it in a pop show is a whole, you know, another adventure. But for him, these things are wonders. Um, and then throughout the day, he we have like a little routine where he goes in and visits David on slow times and 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 visits with the dancers and the band and he comes to sound check and rides his bike through the stadium before doors open uh before I go into hair and makeup we do family dinner time so we have a little family routine um it's just supported by our nanny okay and then the morning time is just your time to like before one or whatever it is it's just your time to it's yeah it's our time to wake up, have breakfast, explore the city. We oftentimes hit a zoo or a park or do something because that's the whole reason we signed up for this tour. Not only do David and I both love what we do, but we wanted, we, we love to travel and we wanted to share that experience with Quinn. We both are fully aware that he might not consciously remember traveling the world when he was, you know, 18 months to three but we hope like in his cells like at some sort of cellular level he'll have this feeling of adventure and wonder and wander and also like really just know in his knowing the sense of you know chasing your dreams and making anything possible because right now he's surrounded by a village of badass dream chasers and if if that's what he knows in his foundation that is like I feel like we've we've done what we came to do as parents is just to like show him it's possible anything's possible um so yeah we we spend that time with him in the morning and then we tag team in the afternoon on a show day and the brilliant thing about the our tour with Alicia she sings live she's never not singing live so the most we do in a week is three three to four shows so we also have a lot of off time to explore oh okay that actually makes sense Mm -hmm. yeah some of these summer tours that are happening I don't know how these artists are getting through it and not getting sick like yeah it's crazy Taylor and Beyonce they must have teams and teams of people just trying to keep them well um their voice well, their body well. I get sick every time somebody sneezes around me, so I don't really know. But the other thing I was going to say, Trace, uh, last time I was on a tour, this is how my life went, okay? <laughs> and I was, it was, pre- it was 2013, last time I was on tour. So uh, I'd like wake up and like the stage was being built and I'd like hobble into the theater again, and I'd like... <laughs> I'd like take another nap and then I'd like do some really slow yoga, you know, cause I had no responsibilities between like waking up and actually showtime because I wasn't dance captain. We didn't have dance captain. We just did the show. Mm-hmm. And, um, now that is very chill, right? Obviously yeah. not everybody has that experience, but a lot of people, a lot of dancers do. Their only job is to perform that night. And so however they need to get ready for that is what they do. Um, this is very different. 
And it's also, I'm assuming, very different than all of the other cast members except for your husband. Yes, and except for Alicia. She also right, has right, of course. on the road. Um, it's also very different from any other touring experience I've had. So I have had a very similar experience to you on the seven other world tours I've done. <laughs> only having to worry about myself. Right. Um, and in that, you know, like you said, my touring experiences have been strat, like I have been, are straddling the pandemic. So I don't know, maybe d- during the pandemic, I got amnesia and forgot that hard. <laughs> and then I agreed to touring with a toddler. Right. And a um, partner. I mean, the partner's great, partner. but like... <laughs> There's, yeah. there's just a different set of issues because if you're away from your partner, that's, you know, it's a different set of issues. hundred percent. hundred percent. I mean, touring, like you said, people think it's completely glamorous and it is not, it's, it's hard. It is work. Um, and it is constant, but it, it also has, it's many positive things. Um, but yeah, it is definitely harder with your partner and your baby. <laughs> okay, because for me, like, the, the lack of sleep was never an issue, right? But in my life now, lack of sleep is a huge issue. So, like, what if your kid doesn't sleep through the night, right? I don't know if that happens a lot. My kid never slept through the night until she was two. Yeah, yeah, my kid, like I said, he's a, he's a, a his, his own schedule kind of guy. So he doesn't always sleep through the night. Um... I luckily don't need a ton of sleep. I've always been that way. I've always been like a, I can get through life on four hours and I can, and I can thrive on six to seven. So if I'm just getting six hours baseline, we're in a good place, but we also have kind of shifted his world to a rock and roll schedule as much as possible. We keep him up through the show. He's on the side of the stage watching the show. He he is experiencing this the show with us. Um we get to a shower hotel before we board the bus. He's still awake. We put him to bed on the bus at night around midnight to 12:30 and then he will stay asleep hopefully usually till our arrival and even into us transferring him to a hotel the next morning. So we did that so that we can at least try to sleep until eight or nine in the morning um, when he's waking up and not 637 when he might wake up if we didn't shift his schedule. So uh, it yeah, I kind mean, of works. It works. I do that with Bean. Bean goes to sleep when I sleep. Um, yeah. Because we're not on a tour schedule, but Ace is a musician. I teach until 10 on like three nights a week. Yeah. Like we can't have that until she goes to school. We'll have to shift again. Exactly. Yeah. But you want to spend time with them. Like I, I don't want someone else to put my kid to sleep. I would really like to be the one that says the last good night. I, I want to be able to sleep in the morning. So I, we live a non-traditional life. So all those traditional child rearing pieces of advice that you read about. And I got when I first had him just don't really, they're just not relevant to our personal life. And once I surrendered to being different than my friends or my sister who has a baby four days older than Quinn, even that, like once I. Four days older, you guys were pregnant yeah. exactly the same time. 
Exactly. And unplanned. It was hilarious. Wow. Once I surrendered to just like, hey, this is our situation, it just became so much easier. It really did. And I think that's what parenting is for both my husband and I. When we chat about it, it is so much more learning than it is knowing. It is so much more surrender than it is control. And it became so beautiful when I understood that. When I understood that, like, my way, my husband's way is going to be the way that works for us. And then it flows. So, yeah. 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 I, I think also for our industry, it's like, I mean, I've heard some ridiculous stuff. I, somebody said, well, your kid can't go to sleep later than seven. I was like, what, what about time zones? What are you talking about? Like, what are you talking about? Like, uh, Tammy Toe, you know, Tammy Toe. Yeah. She, you know, they have two kids and they're in Cirque. So they are on a Cirque schedule. They're on yeah. that. And they do what? Eight shows a week. Ah, they do yeah. a lot, you know? So absolutely. Like I, I agree that I mean, I also have to like fight the people saying to me, like, why is your kid going to sleep at midnight? I was like, well, why is your kid waking up at 5am when you want to wake up at nine? You know? So yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. And our kids are thriving, you know, like yeah. that's the other thing. I, I don't think there's any space for judgment. If your kid is thriving, like Q is excelling in this environment, his, his physical, his emotional, his, his vocabulary, like his verbal, all of his different little skills that he's growing into as a little, the sponge that he is has skyrocketed since we've gone on tour because he's got teachers. He's got a village. He's got so much more than what we have when we're home. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Like so much more than what she's got here because I'm, I mean, I, I have people around me, but we live by ourselves. Like, it's not like you're going and meeting the same people every single day. So Tracy, if you were to say what the most challenging thing is about the structure that you have. The most challenging thing is food planning and crap luggage. So Kids require a lot, especially kids, as you know, in in Quinn's particular age bracket. We're still in diapers. We still um, do formula. We still like there's just certain things that he still requires when we're only, you know, we're trying to move fast through the world. So with that, we're trying to move minimally. Um, And it with the toys and all the things he needs, it's the packing and unpacking in every space so that it still feels normal to him becomes really exhausting. And my particular, me and my husband both prefer like whole food diets where we're, there isn't a lot of seed oils and there isn't um, a lot of processed things. So when you're on the move, not having control over that particular thing is a, just requires a lot of research a lot of time, um, and then some prep in terms of like advancing food, like quick snacks and things like that, especially if we're overseas and don't have the access to things that we're familiar with in America. So the food prep and the the things management is definitely, you know, the pain in my butt. And <laughs> and uh, not cross services, but catering. Can are, are you able to get a lot of what you need from catering? Yeah, our okay. our team is really supportive. Um, we 
also can submit like a grocery list and have it arrive on our bus. Um, and, and we can get really specific with brands. We're so, so fortunate that our team is that supportive. Um, and so that we have some people doing grocery shopping for us, which is great. Um, and then our catering team, when we're in overseas is very, very consistent. We travel with the same team, but in America, we don't, we have different caterers. So there's oh. always things we can eat, but it's not things that I can really control. And I don't, I'm just not as familiar with when we're in America because I don't know the people making the food. And for my listeners, uh, I don't mean for it to sound like bougie, like catering, no. catering is not like, oh, we get catering. Catering is the only way if you're traveling that you're eating on the workplace. At you're the workplace. At yeah. the workplace. You go, yeah. it's like a cafeteria setup you know, you got paper plates and stuff and that's how the entire crew eats. And you're kind of like at the whim of what the menu is. Like I yeah. have a lot of stomach issues and I get there and like the main protein dish would be, you know, mixed with cream. And I can't, you know, I can't do that type of heavy. So I'd like to be scraping the cream off of my chicken, you know, type of thing. You know, you're yeah. kind of at the, um, at the, yeah. yeah. And that's where that's the layer of where the food prep becomes, you know, one of my biggest hurdles because I need to be prepared to support the kind of diet we want to provide for Quinn while we're on the road. So it's about me again, like asking for chicken breasts cooked in nothing and asking for just an, an organic avocado and organic berries and to be able to kind of piecemeal or a, a organic hard-boiled egg that I can peel the yolk out of and give that to him. And so a lot of that is just me piecemealing ingredients so so we can create something for him that feels good for his little body. Well, um, and then also, I, I, I don't know about you, but I put a lot of really amazing food in front of my kid and my kid doesn't always eat it, right? Yeah, so he he is very exploratory with his his diet. He will always try, um, but his mood is always shifting. So for the most part, we can get like two things right out of five uh, in each meal. <laughs> so yeah, if, yeah, we're, yeah. You know, if we're getting that in, we feel great. We know he loves he, he, there's a couple staples that he really, really loves and does not deny. And if we just have those in our back pocket, we're, we're in pretty good shape. At least he's eating. He's eating at least. I think about all of the challenges that moms have just at home yeah. and it just like, it's, it, it can be compounding, but so your body though. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we are not as young as we once were when we first met. I'll just say that. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> I'll just say that right there. <laughs> I personally, I am not dancing anymore, but I'm doing, I, I'm not really performing aerial anymore. I just turned 46 and I, I'm kind of cool. I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Like I yeah. feel great. I feel great just um, passing it on and being choreographer. <laughs> yes. I yeah. hear that. Yeah. Um, but even to do, even to be in the air five days a week, just to demo and stuff, I have to really take care of my body. Absolutely. And when I, when I was on tour, I had to take care of it in a certain way as well. Now, our bodies are now secondary to our kid. Yes. So how are you preparing to put yourself and, and, uh, Pink's concert is, is, is not a breeze I'm assuming. Yeah, it's, it is, 
this particular show, I'm not performing any aerial. I do rig check aerial, but I'm not having to do anything over the audience. Yeah, there's not a lot except for her, right? She's doing a lot of it. She's doing a lot of the flying. And she too is a mama. So, oh, um, yeah. So she's, she's a rock star badass, but I, so how, how do I prepare my body? Well, I used to before on a normal touring schedule, pre-baby would work out every single day and keep my body just like maintained. Um, and because of time and the baby and all that we, and our priorities with like taking him through the world, I don't get that luxury anymore. I work out at the venue when the nanny's on duty. So I do like a hit training moment and I also do um, yoga and then, and try to even squeeze in meditation at the venue because though it is work time, it is my actual off time, I feel, um, because it, you know, all the other. I mean, after having a kid going to work, air quotes is so much easier than. It's off time. Yeah. So I squeeze in like all my body maintenance and recovery at work Um, because we do get there early enough to prep the stage, prep the show. I also build in time. You know, honestly, it sounds very, very similar to all the mamas that I always talk to on this podcast. Like I used to go to the aerial gym, like JJ's, the loft. I used to go for two and a half to three hours to train myself. Mm -hmm. Now... I don't, uh, sorry guys, I don't do any class prep. I train with my students. I class prep in my mind. And then if I have to try it to make sure that it's feasible, I do it like for the five minutes before I teach a class. Like the efficiency just becomes so tight. Yeah, you just become far more efficient than you ever were. And I mean, the other thing is I'm married to a physical therapist. He is built in, I don't know, career sustainability. I mean, he- Right, 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 okay. He keeps me healthy. He keeps me accountable. Part of his role in the tour is like watching everybody function throughout the show and look at how can he, how he can prevent injury. So he builds programs. So we were hopefully preventing getting injured in the first place. Um, and that's part of what we do when we're at work too, is he runs these programs saying your particular show needs this. You're feeling something there because I'm noticing all of your moves are right side heavy. And so like he'll he'll kind of build that in and keep us healthy throughout the whole time too. And that's what helps my train move faster is that it's really focused when I'm training and not so much me grabbing at things I don't really know about. Um, I used to think if my knee hurt, my knee was hurt. But no, if my knee hurts, it's because I've got some glute weakness and I've been overcompensating because I tore my ankle like 30 years ago and things like that. So now I know how to focus the training to stay healthier without doing as much as often. Yeah. I feel like dancers will do that. They're like, Oh, I have a knee problem. And like literally a year later, they're still trying to figure it out. Whereas if you have a (laughs) physical therapist to help, you know, some people are investing in themselves and seeing these people. And for you guys, you guys have that um, resource there, then you do shorten, shorten everything. And instead of like doing like a mindless, pointless workout, you're doing something that's gonna. And instead of maybe doing a workout that I didn't know was persisting the injury, like now I just very much know 
this is what I need in this moment. And that's, what's going to keep me feeling great. And to be honest, my body feels stronger, better, and more efficient than it ever has. Um, it, it is just, I don't know what has happened or what the universe is watching out for me. I, I feel like that's the thing though. I feel like, I feel like people don't realize like the, the injuries that I've gotten recently, like I had this shoulder injured and this one, I was like reaching in the back of the car seat to get something for my bean and leaving my arm there for too long while I'm trying to drive. Like, like things that are not supposed to, it's never good. And then I get too tight and then I do something weird in aerial. Like it's not the aerial's fault. Like it's, it's that I did all these weird things with my shoulders that I wasn't supposed to be doing. So, you know, that knowledge that knowledge, I think, is the answer because I, well, <laughs> I think I did like, I, the last show I did that was in town, I think I did probably 150 head rolls choreographed <laughs> a night. So your neck fell off. <laughs> <laughs> or became a tree trunk because it was trying yeah. to stay on. Yeah. And so I also feel better than I did before I was doing that stuff. So also it's like the show that you're in, like what the movement is like. Like what is this movement like in the show? I haven't seen it myself. It runs the gamut because Pink is a storyteller. She never, she's super intentional. So she doesn't ever like a move for a move. So when we're out there, we're doing something to push the story of the song, um, to create an energy in the audience that is, I don't know, like a party. So everything runs from like party time celebration to super emotional. So you think you can dance contemporary um, to hip hop. Like we're, we are representing an entire plus alicia flying in the air um we're kind of representing the entire spectrum of dance oh i love that i mean that's that makes it interesting as an artist too so you don't well i don't think you're ever getting bored but but yeah yeah, yeah. you're just getting to do something different every time you switch your costume on you're um, done oh good job my love we're almost done here and if there's any movement in the show or any song in the show that you're like, oh, goodness, I'm going to pay for that tomorrow. Is there anything in the show? Not right now. No. Okay. okay. Not right now. Yeah, we've got we've got it pretty dialed to a place that's sustainable and fun and exciting. And, yeah, we all kind of – that's the other gift about having a veteran cast is that from the get-go, if there were things in the creation process that we were like, oh, this might not be sustainable, like a body roll all the way to the ground through a back bend, we're like, well, we might be like, hey, is there another option we can explore? Because we are a little bit more seasoned. <laughs> yes, this is, a, this is a seasoned cast, 20 years older than maybe um, the other casts that are happening out for the other tours. Uh, I feel... You see my book, we. Oh, does she see your bug bite? I see that bug bite. Is it itching, Bean? Yeah. Well, it's it's almost gone, Bean. Sometimes it helps to blow on it. We've been doing some a little ice pack, too. Um, I mean, do you remember, like, ugh, it, auditioning for stuff when we were younger? Like, people would just be doing back handsprings and, like, do, like, the Vogue, like, throw the ground on your back. They're, that can't be repeated for... Shows and shows and shows. You're going to kill your body. That's actually why I started Ariel. Because I didn't have a special skill in an audition that I felt willing to, like, sacrifice my body for if I, like, showed it 
one time and didn't ever want to repeat it again. So Ariel became my special skill where I was like, if you, if you want to see this, you got to see my reel or we go to an Ariel gym and it becomes a skill that I, I can kind of control. It's impressive when you're up there in a simple crucifix or a leg hang and then, and then I can control how much I put my body through. Yeah, and honestly, like Ariel Dunwell, <laughs> it's a lot less impactful than dance sometimes because of the joints. Exactly. You're not you're not beating yourself into the floor. There isn't, you know, you're beating yourself into other things. And the creation of Ariel is usually a lot more painful than the creation of dance. But um, once you find your flow, it's it's really nice on your body. Oh my goodness. I love Tr Tracy. I'm missing your face. I see like the old, the, my, my cheek is from the old times, like Pam Chu and you and, uh, the Tammy toes and the Kelly Shimadas of the world and Chico's and, um, we, there, there is a, this very, uh, very, um, tight group of Asian women that I knew when I was in the earlier part of my dance career. And, Man, I have to say, like, over the years, like, every single one of those women just in, in, continue to, like, kill it. Yeah. It's I, so cool. It's so cool. I know. It's it's really special. I It was funny. I remember someone at the beginning of my career saying I wouldn't be close with all of the other Asian women because they were my competition. Um, and I find that so far from the truth. Yeah, like, me too. They, they're my, they're my family, and and just I, I mean, we're always rooting for everyone and each other, and uh yeah, it's a gift. It's a really huge gift to have that. Well, and it turns out there was room for all of us. Right, that's house. that's a thing. That's the lesson, right? It's space for everybody, and it, none of it should be thought of like in this career as as a competition it's art and there's space for it all it really is oh my goodness I'm grateful that you carved out the time I know you only have a week at home before you go back on the road but then you saw my bean she's a nickname too so happy to meet you hi babe <laughs> <laughs> I see so much of you in her oh it's beautiful oh my goodness she's my little she's my little it's just well we have her papa too but like there's so much time with me and her and we just yeah. when she goes to school which will be soon i think i'm gonna cry i hear that because I hear that. because she's a pandemic baby and then even though it's not easy to work with her it's like i just want to be with her all the time i know i'm oh. so proud of you for this endeavor too oh, i mean you're doing you. so much you've, like you've expanded I don't know, like all these different avenues of information and sharing and it's beautiful. So congratulations. Well, for me also, because I've, I've, and it has been this year only that I've gotten to the point where I, I like I was on avail for something TV mm. and in my heart, and I don't even mind saying this because before I thought I would be jinxing myself, but in my heart, I didn't want it. I just, I just didn't want to say no to my agent. Yeah. So it's like, I, I know that I'm kind of like, it, it, it is, it is a great feeling to feel that way. Cause I didn't know if I was going to ever feel that way. Yeah. Like it was a yeah. long time for me that I wanted to do it. Um, but now I'm just trying to figure out like what is next and not just what's next, but what's next. That's going to make the big bucks. Cause they're expensive. Money. 
<laughs> money. We got to make also, the money. I mean, we know a life of loving what we do. And that is hard in a transition. Yes. Like for me, I'm always looking for make the mud. what's next to like support also my passion. Right. Cause you're, you spend so much time doing what you love. You can't shift to like a robot now. Yeah. I only know doing something I absolutely love to do. I don't know doing something for the sake of working. And I know a lot of people have that narrative in their life, but I, I don't know that. I love that. So finding that next thing or that next transition that feels like it still sparks all my insides and gives me butterflies and makes me nervous and wants, helps me want to grow. I'm, I'm looking for that still, you know? Yeah. So dance is right. And in, in yeah. it's a transition. So, yeah. Um, you know, I, I appreciate you. I miss seeing your face. This is so great. And then we'll do a check in like a year. Let's do that. How long is the pink store? Um, right now we've got dates through the spring of next year. Things are always up and, you know, things can always be extended. Things have always gotten extended. So who knows? Okay. Well, I'm so proud of you and everything you've done. And then, uh, on a second level, killing it with the, uh, balancing act because, you know, you know what? It, it's not balance. It just is, you know, it's just like living. And the, and I used to search for total balance where it just was equal parts and it's not, but it's also epic and fun and wild. And, and it's like the only life I want to sign up for. So. Well, you know, like doing a podcast with a toddler wrestling around on your, on your lap, messing up all of the sound quality. <laughs> That's a good analogy. Um, exactly. Yeah. 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 You can still do it. It's just not as clean and you know, there's people and there's the Spotify podcasting center and the sound is just epically immaculate. Yeah. Well, then it's not authentic, yeah, right? Yeah, it's post-production. All right. Tracy, go have an appointment. You have an appointment to make it to. Yeah. Um, here. You want to say goodbye to Tracy? Here. Okay. Goodbye, okay. lover. Bye. Bye. Have a great day with mama. Okay. Keep thriving, Okay. We'll see you later, Trace. Bye. Bye, guys. Have a good one. Tracy, every time I see, see you, like, I feel like we just pick up from where we ended and, and like, no time has passed. And I really appreciate that. Um, you know, it's wonderful. It's wonderful to have friends like that. So I'm so proud of you. I'm so excited for you. And I hope you have a great time on, on this, the second half of this tour, which is um, into the winter and into spring of 2024. All right, my friends, uh, if you check the show notes, so much happening with Wrap Your Head Around Silks. I've been working so hard to bring you guys stuff. I've Roll It Out, Aero Rehab, a full, in, a full curriculum course for beginner to intermediate silk students, and then also teacher training that I'm going to be doing again in, uh, in the beginning of next year or in the spring, somewhere there. I'm going to, I'm going to release the dates soon. So keep an eye out. And then if you would please honor me with a five-star rating and a review, it means so much. It really does help the algorithmic shit show that is the internet. So (laughs) I appreciate you guys. If you think you'd be a great, 
uh, guest on this podcast, please reach out to me. I'm e- most easily reached by at Carrie one on Instagram to DM me. I check my DMs like a crack addict. Right. All right. Uh, <laughs> have an amazing week. Check out Digitum Podcast, health and wellness group. And if you are just wanting to hear more of the sound of my voice and, um, and listen about more things than just aerial greener grass, we make sure to bring a super diverse, uh, curated, curated, um, podcast to you, me and Kelly McVeigh, who hosts that one. All right, guys, uh, appreciate you. Love you. Have an amazing week over and out. This is the expected.